praise his holy name. Truly we thank God for his goodness, his mercy, and his grace. I tell you, I tell you, I tell you, got some praying in here and singing in here and all kinds of good stuff glorifying and magnifying the great God of heaven because he is worthy to be praised. That means he's worth it all. All of our energy, all of our strength, all of our mind, all of our might. God is worthy to be praised. Truly, we thank God for his goodness, for his mercy, and for his praise, and, uh, 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 and how great he is to us, and at how we love him so very much. Amen. Truly, we just thank God for Jesus. Amen. Thank him for what he's done for each and every one of us. You know, um, pray for the Veal family. We had their funeral on yesterday. Uh, it went very well, and just um, uh, a triumph to a, a, a great sister in Christ, yeah. Sister Vera Aville, uh, and just pray for her and the family. We also want you to pray for our Brother Lucas and family. We funeralized them on Friday, and just want to ask you to continue to pray for We had a great service there as well. Just, again, a triumph of victory for both of them. Blessed are the dead that die in the Lord. Is that all right? If you you got to die, so die in Jesus. It ain't, that, it, ain't, it ain't that you got an option, okay? You got to die. Now, you got an option where you're going after you die. But you don't got an option. You're going to die. So the writer wrote, blessed are the dead that die in the Lord. They do rest from their labors, and their works do follow them. That's what the Spirit said. They rest from their labor. I want to remind you also to um, just remember um, the end of the year uh, fellowship is going to be on Monday the 31st. Come on out 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. It's going to be our end of the year fellowship. Come out. We can have uh, one accord going to be singing and another group is going to be singing. We can have some. I might even sing. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. And, and we're just going to have a good time praising God and having favor with all the people. So we're going to see what God's saying. You bring a song out too. And we'll see. Man. All of you, you know you can sing and you've been holding back. You know you be in that shower. Tear up. Well, we're going to find out. Come on out. If you're bold enough to stand up there and sing to the grace and the glory of God. That's right. And don't come here singing any kind of music. Sing some songbook music. Okay. Some church music. That's what I'm talking about. I make it plain sometimes. But we're thankful to God for Jesus Christ. Just to get ready for the a sermon on this morning, just want to sing a few stanzas, stanzas of a song that I pray put us in the frame of mind that I believe God would want us to be in. We have come into 1 Timothy chapter number 3, verse 14 through 16, which was ably read. And to your hearing, just want to read it one more time for emphasis sake. This is the second charge that's been given to Timothy as he ministers to the church in Ephesus. It reads, these things write I unto thee, hoping to come unto you shortly. But if I tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. And without controversy, 
Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received up into glory. When you read those passages, the one thing that all saints of God need to know and understand is that we're different. That being a saint means being separate, being called out, being different. We need to understand that being the child of God that God told us to let our light so shine before men that they will see our good works and glorify our Father which is in heaven. That light must denote there must be something bright about you. Must be something that, that illuminates from you. Something that stands out above the crowd when you're with the Lord and when you're his saint. Right, right. When we understand that the apostle Paul is over in the church of Ephesus and he's fighting a good fight of faith, but somehow the church in Ephesus had lost their first love. And they had begun with division and, and, and fighting and things going on in that congregation that Paul knew that had the ability to hurt those saints there. So he sent his servant Timothy to go over there and preach the gospel to them. And in preaching the gospel to them, he wanted them to know and wanted them to understand the same thing God needs for us as Christians to know, and that is you're different. You're different, and you must be different in the city of Ephesus. Mm -hmm. You must shine as a city that sits on a hill. You must be the light of the world. And he's trying to help them to understand and help him to know just that. So therefore, when he called for in verse 14, he said, And these things write I unto thee, hoping to come to you shortly, meaning I want to come and, and do this myself. Right. I want to come and take care of this. But just in case, if I tarry, if it take too long, right, right, right. if I delay, uh -huh. if I wait, if something happens, he said that thou mayest know how thy artist to behave thyself. Right, right, right. Meaning there is a certain, there's a certain posture, okay. a certain reverence okay. that the children of God must bring before the mighty God in whom we want us, who we want to hide behind the mountain yeah, from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When we want a God to hide us in the mountain from that chilly winds, there must be something different. Right about you something that stands out about you 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 don't say the same things everybody else said some folks say that the that, that the bible is a good book but you say the bible is the word of god some folks say that 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 the bible is an ancient book you said but it is relevant today you talk the talk that builds up that light shining protruding from you that the world may know church that you are different so Paul told Timothy that if I tarry that thou may know how to behave thyself in the house of God which is the church of the living God so first it starts with holy living number one holy living 
And when we are talking about holy living, holy living, what we are really talking about is making sure that we understand that we're different. Making sure that we understand that we are supposed to stand out in the midst of a dark world and knowing that each and every one of us who are saved when we leave this building, we represent the church. And anything you do out there in the world will have a reflection on the church. Because you're different, because you're sanctified, because you're justified, because God has has atoned us, he's redeemed us. We are not the same people anymore. So therefore, we have to have a certain reverence. In fact, I love when the Bible is even spoken that there's a chill that goes down our spines. When the Bible is read because we are reading the very words of the living God. So there has to be something that it does to you, something that makes a difference, something that stands out when you talk about God's word, when you're living a life that God has us to live, because he's a holy God. Don't you know, church, we got to be walking in the presence of God. Don't you know you walk, if you're a child of God, don't you know he's watching us every day? He's watching your area. There's no place you can't hide from God. No place I can. God sees everything. He hears everything. He knows. There's no whispering with God. Because God knows everything. And because God knows everything, just when he pops into your mind, it should make you pause and ponder why he just popped in my mind. Why did that scripture just pop in my mind? Because he's so holy. He is worthy to be reverenced. He's worth, God is so worthy. When the word of God is being read, we need to shut up. When the word of God is being read, we should feel sensitive about moving around. It should make us feel like we're disturbing God as he talks. When we, even when we got to go to the bathroom, we can't even hold it. But something should, should when, when the word is being read, when the word is being taught, when God is saying that, it should just make you feel like I'm so sorry that I have to move right yeah, now. Yeah, but yeah, please yeah. forgive me. I Amen. know I shouldn't. It's a, it's a reverence. It's a reverence. It is a reverence. There's a, it's a reverence. When, when God's word is being spoken, it shouldn't be no joking around. That we know how to behave ourselves in the house of God. See, reverence simply means respect. It means an understanding that we're standing before someone that is mightier, that is higher, and just told us to come and worship him. When we come into the house of the Lord, we should learn to leave the junk outside. I know stuff going in all of our lives, but when you come in here, concentrate on him. No matter what's happening, if your lights off, you come in and here and leave it out there. You ain't doing, you can't do nothing here with it. That's good. Come in here and turn your heart and your mind over to God and see what God does. And if he decides to move in that, fine. If he don't decide to move in that, fine too. He still deserves reverence. He still reserve our undivided. You ever had something going on in your life where you bring it into church, you can't even hear the sermon? Yeah. 
Because whatever is going on is so big, it's so, so, it's so powerful in your mind. You just got a letter that you got to go to court on Monday. Or you just got a letter that, they, that, that, that your house is going to be foreclosed on Monday. Or you just got a letter that things in your life ain't happening. Or you got a bad letter that, 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 that you got cancer. And all of a sudden, it, 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 it's all in your mind. God wants you to know that you have a heavenly father Amen. that knows. He already knows. Mm -hmm. You just got the letter. He saw them typing up the letter. Yeah. Amen. You just got the letter. He knew what you had before they did the x-rays. Yeah, yeah. You just got the letter. He knew exactly what was going to happen to the house before you found out about Amen. it. He is God. Yeah. And what he wants from you, being God, is no matter what's going on in your life, you still respect me. You still honor me. Right. It's like a child coming in the house and he got something on his mind. And you say, how you doing, Junior? He's, and he just, not now. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> you see, you know he got a lot on his mind, but. But. When you walk in here. Because mm -hmm. ain't nothing you can do about it, Junior. When you walk in here, still acknowledge. Amen. Amen. Mama, still acknowledge daddy. We know that the whole world brings us a whole lot of stuff, but we got to acknowledge God. And Tim, over there in the book of Ephesus, when Paul said to them, endeavor to keep the unity of the spirit and the bonds of peace, chapter 1, verse 4, he said, I know y'all going through stuff, but do your best to make sure whatever you're going through that you're reverencing God. That you're glorifying God. That you say, because of God, I'm going to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. Being in the house of God or behaving ourselves means when something happens to you, if I step on your brand new shoes, we're in worship. Don't jump up screaming my shoes. No, 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 not, not, not now. If somebody spill. Coffee on your brand new white outfit. Just spilt it. Go again. Go clean yourself up. But then come back and get your mind on worship. Because some of y'all, once the stain is there, you can't even think of worship no more. You're physically in here, but your mind is in, in, in this spot on your, on your outfit, and who put it there? But reverence, reverence, if you're really, really, really in love with Jesus, if he said, behave yourself in the house, then he said, then listen, give me mine. Amen. Give me mine. Amen. Because holy living denotes that it's all right. That's right. Somebody said, but no, brother, it's not all right. Sure, sure it is. Let you be going out dating somebody who you like and they spill something on your outfit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Oh, it's all right. It's all, it's all here. It's going to be all right. I'm okay. Oh, it's cold. It's going to be all right. It's, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Uh, I, I, I'm so sorry. Don't, don't worry about it. It's okay. You know why? Because you're, if you're into that person. Amen. You're putting that person above the error Amen. that they just made. Amen. 
It ain't that you ain't upset. You upset, but <laughs> you're putting that person above the error that was just made. We know even in here, if somebody spilled something on you that bad, we understand you. You can't help but think about somebody. But learn to learn to be sensitize your mind. That you are in the house of God, in the presence of God, to do God's business. This is not a fashion show. We are here to worship God. And because we're here to worship God, always give the king your best. But if somebody mess up your best, give him the rest. Because he's worthy to be praised. He's worthy. He, he understands what we go through. But God said, when you come in the presence of God, he wants us to have a, a, our whole posture should be about him and not about us. Amen. Holy living denotes that you can't go everywhere. You can't say anything you old enough to say. Holy living denotes you are speaking for the family of God whenever you speak. And if you're speaking for the family of God, who's the head of the family? Jesus. So whatever we do, we got to behave ourselves. Even, I know some of us can't help but come in late. I understand, and I'm not getting on lateness, but when you come in, come in right. Coming like you know, and coming tipping it. See, Amen. let's say you got a court date on Monday, and yeah. you got to be there at nine thirty, uh-huh. and it's nine forty-five when you pull up in a parking lot. Oh, no. And even though they haven't called your case yet, you got to enter that court right. That's right. You got to enter the courtroom right. Yeah. You can't come in there talking about something. Oh, judge, I'm sorry, I'm late. I have to come and find a parking spot. No. No, no, you come quiet. Yeah, amen. You walk in there and you take the, you take a, you, what? Maybe when you come late, you can't have your favorite seat. Amen. Right, right, right. You late, you late. Maybe you can't have that one you want. Maybe you got to get that one right close to the door and enjoy Jesus right there. Yeah. Amen. Why is that? Because we are worshiping God and you want to be a sensitive not to bother nobody's concentration. Right. Focus. Amen. Reverence mm-hmm. on the almighty God. Amen. Holy living denotes to think about God in that way that he's higher than you are, that he's stronger than you are, that he is omnipotent, that he is omniscient, that he is eternal, that he is omnipresent, that he is God, and he is watching me. We are all in his presence. He sees everything as he sits and waits for us at 11 o'clock on Sunday morning or 8 o'clock on Sunday morning to come in and, and behave ourselves as we praise his high and praise his holy name. One more thing about holy living. Holy living is a lifestyle that's 
when you got something that is outstanding and unique, you should want to share it with somebody. That whole 11. You want to tell somebody about it. You want to share it with somebody. When you got something good, don't you want to share it? And if Jesus means to you and means to me what we say he means to us, how can you not say something about him? Outside of church, talk about Jesus to your friends. Talk about him to your neighbors. Talk about him to your cousins. Talk about if, if he really means a lot. And, and, get, and then it, it don't have to be a long conversation, but just to say spiritual things about, around them. Do you know when you get around people and they say something, and when you walk in the house and everybody say, how you doing, how you doing? You say, be blessed. Amen. Say, God is good. <laughs> you know, Amen. Right. Wait a minute, why you know all these religious people, they doing all that stuff. Yeah, they doing it, but 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 but, but we that's our stuff. Amen. Amen. <laughs> we fucked about them doing it, you do it. It's our stuff. We got a right to say we are sons of God, daughters of God. We got a right to say God to be blessed and may God bless you and, 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 and Jesus is good and Jesus is wonderful and, and pray in front of them when you're eating your food. Don't just tend to it. Amen. Yeah. That's right. Let them see you're blessing it. That's right. That's right. Put your hand together and just, just, just stay there for a minute so they can ask you a little after, afterwards. Man, wow, you, you really blessed your food, huh? Yeah. Say yes. Because Jesus gave it to me. Yeah, amen. Because Jesus gave it to me. And I blessed it because Jesus gave it to me. But he didn't fix it. Somebody else fixed it. So I'm praying that it was done that's going to benefit my health. Because God got the power in the long run to make sure it benefits my health. Say something. That's holy living right there. That's not fanatical living. That's holy living to speak a word for in the name of Jesus. If y'all was to go over to Israel right now. Everything they talk is going to be based on their, on their faith. Shalom. Let me peace. Uh, 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 they might even say uh, 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 words that, 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 as you can see, uh, blessing, blessings be and, and these other religious words to let you know that they're Jewish. Then we got to let the world through our holy living know that we're Christians. Amen. And that we reverent a holy and high God. What else we got to do? Then he said in verse 15, If thou tarry long, that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. God is so holy. God said, I want certain things done in a certain way, in a certain order, certainly like this. Y'all know God talks like that? Go over, if you will, to 1 Corinthians, chapter number 11. Chapter number 11. Anybody who knows the book of, a, of Corinthians know that the Corinthian church, God had to fix them in a, a, a lot of ways. You know, God had to give them order in a lot of ways. For example, in one way, God had to make sure that they understood 
the order of his, of his reverence was the first thing he said here, not first thing, but one of the things he said here in verse number five, chapter number five, I know I said 11, but let me take you through a little bit to show you he's a God of order. First thing he had to take you through was he says here, uh, it is reported commonly that there is fornication among you. And such fornication is not so much named among the Gentiles that one should have his father's wife. Meaning, there's fornication against you, shame on you, and then there's some terrible stuff you're doing. You are Christians, you Corinthians are Christians, you're the children of God, and those things ought not be. If the fire's burning that hot, Maya. He said, it's reported, I got to, Paul said, I got to word. That it is commonly, y'all reading that? It is reported commonly, everybody knows. If you're going to be reverent, if you're going to have reverent living, even when you sin, keep it between you and God and tell God about it. And then act like you know you're wrong. And then have your heart and your mind towards God, forgive me. That's reverent living. That is respectful living unto the almighty God. So God said, Paul says, it's been reported unto me this, these things are happening and they should not be happening. Right. Chapter 6, he said in another thing, verse 1, dare any of you having a matter against another go to law, go to the judge, call a lawyer before the unjust, that means go get a worldly lawyer and don't stand before the saints. He said, uh, go into the law before the unjust and not before the saints. What, is, what does he mean? What he means is that we shouldn't fight so hard until we got to get lawyers. Amen. Amen. That's disrespectful yeah. to God. Mm-hmm. And it's holiness to fight like that. Yeah. Somebody ain't got it yet. What would you say if you took a trip to Hawaii and you left your, your and, and your children, they got older now. One is 18 and one is 20. They ain't moved out yet. They're still in college. You, you're in Hawaii and you get the word that the, 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 uh, the 18-year-old is suing the 20-year-old. Oh, that's not good. And you in, in Hawaii, you get the word. Yeah, I'm suing Janet. And you tell me, what? Yeah, because she learned... I, she, I gave her $100, no, $1,000, and she ain't give my money back and say she ain't giving it back. We going to court. What? You would say, Jill Abraham, are you doing that? Are you doing that to, to, to Michael Abraham? Now, when that gets back amongst the co-workers and associates. You know the co- you know what they do? The associates do when they hear this? They laugh at your whole family. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They said that is one messed up family. You got the 18-year-old suing the 20-year-old for a thousand dollars? That crazy stuff. And when even when you right now, when you're home watching TV and see some of them crazy, stupid judge shows. And sitting there watching this foolishness taking place. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Remember and understand 
that what the Bible is clearly letting us know is, is that we that stuff should just rub you the wrong way. Amen. It should just show that they're sinning. What kind of crazy stuff is this? But too many times, if we're not careful, we abide to the world stuff. When God has told us that we have to have reverent living, holy living before the world. Amen. Oh, Lord have mercy. Paul had to tell them, don't sue each other. I'm wondering, Brother Clay, when I get out there and I'm about to pull up and bump, bump one of the brothers and sisters' cars, bam, hit the car. We get out, I hope we still can hug. I'm going to have, oh, sister, I'm so sorry. I hope they don't say, oh, no, oh, no, no, no. This different, brother. This is different now. No. no, it shouldn't be different. Amen. Amen. It shouldn't be different. A brother and a sister bump cars. And when they do bump cars, brother A bump cars to the B. And then you find out that brother A did not have insurance. Uh-oh, uh-oh, watch out now. And they bumped your car. Uh-oh, And you said you don't have insurance, and they said, but well, you got insurance? Yeah, I got full coverage. Where you insurance at? <laughs> they said, well, I ain't, I, you know, I ain't, I ain't, you know, I ain't. It lapsed, but I got, I had to get around. So what do you do, holy people? What do you do, righteous people of God? What do you do? Your car damaged, got a nice scratch on it. Nice scratch, nice dent on it. What do you do? I mean, do you stand out there? I mean, first of all, can you hug them? Are you all right? Do you care if they're all right? Once you find out that, at first you did when you thought they had insurance. But now when you find out they don't have insurance, can you, can, do you still care if they're all right or not? Uh, is the first thing you can walk up to them and say, are you all right? I mean, they could be having a stroke. They could be having a heart attack. They, something, something physically could be wrong. Holy people care about stuff Amen. like that. And then at the end of the day, they don't have insurance. You got full coverage. What do you do? Don't you just teach them, brother, I'm going to file a claim, but you got to get some insurance. Because this might happen to somebody that's not going to do it like this. And I love you. And I'm I'm, going to call them. I got full coverage. I'm going to take care of all that and and take the hit and stuff. But you're in in trouble. I ain't calling the police right now. But... Get some insurance. In fact, in fact, I would not drive the car off this parking lot without insurance. That's called wise counsel to them. Then call and call your full coverage and tell them you had an accident. Somebody hit your car and 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 take and you want it fixed. You want it fit. Take take the take the hit. Well, um, what happened? Who was it? Say I, I'm not getting. Don't worry about that. Take. I want my, can I get my car fixed? See, some of y'all want to say, yeah, I, I know who it is. I'll tell you who it is. No. Because then they're going to come around and try to go and get them. Because they, no, they don't want to pay no money either. 
but they ain't Christians. That's right. And God didn't tell them to take wrong. I better finish reading it. I better finish reading it. I better finish reading it. It says, do you not know that the saints shall judge, in verse 2, the world, and if the world shall be judged by you, are ye, uh, 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 are ye unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Is that a small matter? Yeah. Oh, I ain't get a lot of yes on that. Yes. Yeah, that's not a big, that's not a big thing. It's a hurting thing. You don't want your insurance to go up. I got that. That's not a big matter. I know it's a painful matter, it's a hurting matter, and you can't believe this happening matter. It's not, it's, but, but in the grand scheme of all things, that's right. Amen. It's, a, it's an automobile. Right. That's right. I ain't getting a lot of amen. I'm getting a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. Verse 3, know ye not that ye shall judge angels? How much more things that pertain to this life? If then ye have, if then ye have judgment of things pertaining to this life, set them to judge who are least esteemed in the church. I speak to your shame. Is it so that there is not a wise man among you? No, not, no, not one that shall be able to judge between brethren, but brother six, but brethren goeth to law with brothers. And that therefore below, uh, before unbelievers, non-Christians. Now therefore, there is utterly a fault among you. That's right. That's right. Amen. You're different. Amen. Holy living. Reverend living before God. God, thank you. That they didn't tear the car up where I can't drive it. Thank you, Lord, that it's just a scratch. Well, thank you, Lord, that it's just a dent. See, but that's hard to hear sometimes. It's only hard to hear sometimes because if you don't practice reverence in your small things, Amen. then you're going to be in trouble in big things. Reverence got to start with everything. It starts in small things. Reverence got to start where when worship is going on, there's not a big other conversation going on somewhere downstairs. Worship got to start where when worship is going on that the, the tension, our attention is fully on God and it's not on some bad news or something that's going on in our lives or among ourselves. Amen. Reverend worship is God. It's all about this. You got this. And what I love about family is, is that many times in the family when there was a dispute among the children and dad or mom solved it, maybe one of those children wasn't satisfied. Well, maybe they ain't like mama's decision. Maybe they ain't like, he hit me, but he hit me first. Oh, you already take it up for him. Maybe all oh, that's going on. But one thing about it, they still a family. Amen. Amen. One thing about it, they still in the house. Right. One thing about it, ain't nobody running away. That's our problem sometimes. We, we don't have the reverence we need, so as soon as something happens, we run away. Rather than taking it to God and giving it to God. I'm almost finished. I'm almost finished. Verse, let's go right over here to verse number, uh, another thing he dealt with. Another thing he dealt with, what, dealt with was that Paul wanted to make sure that they understood uh, in, in chapter 11. Verse 17, now in this I say, now in this that I declare unto you, I praise you not, 
that ye come together not for the better, but for the worse. He's talking about coming together. See, back then when they were doing the Lord's Supper, they did it in houses. The houses uh, 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 had many times they had the kitchen in it, but this wasn't a time for food, physical food. This time for the Lord's Supper. So what they were doing was, they, take, they, they, they were in like, uh, they, they, they were going, they were doing a Jewish thing. And the Jewish thing, they had the big supper that was out there. And even having the supper that was out there, when they came together, and watch the text now, it says here, he says here, uh, verse 17, Now in this that I declare unto you, I praise you not, that ye come together not for the better, but for the worse. Now that's talking about he go get into the Lord's Supper here, but other things we can come together for the worst for without having the right reverence for God is when we come together to fight somebody. When we come together to lay somebody out. When we come together to tell somebody off. That means you're not coming together for the better, you're coming together for the worst. Whenever you come to worship, it is to exalt God and exalt your brother and sister. Whenever you come before in the congregation we have in worship, it is to exalt God and build up your brother and sister. The Bible says, forsake not, Hebrews 10, 25, forsake not the assembly of yourselves together as the man of some is, but come together the more as you see the day approaches. It said here you're going to build up. It said you're going to, to exalt. It said you're going to encourage. And that is the thing that God will have us to do when we come together. The text reads, not forsaking the assembly of yourselves together as the man of some is, but exhorting one another. And so much the more as you see the day of prayer. So we come here to worship. We worship God. We're having a great time. We're singing. We're praising God. Before you leave this building, you need to hug and encourage somebody. Amen. Amen. Preach it. Yeah, yeah. And don't just don't hug and encourage the person. You always hug. You hug them every week. Amen. They got it. You like them. You get up. You go to somebody who you rarely hug, who you rarely encourage. And you spot them out, and you tell your best friend, I'll be back. And you go on a mission to encourage somebody else in the family. That right there is where we exalting one another. Not only that, Paul then goes into verse uh, number 18, he says, uh, um, uh, you come together for the words. He said, for first of all, first of all means number one. Okay, first of all, when you come together in the church, in the family, in the worship, in the service, I hear that there is division among you, schisms, fractions. I'm on this side. I'm on that side. I love Brother Claiborne. Oh, I like Brother Bethia. I like Brother Frazier. I like, I like Brother Terrell singing. I like Josh singing. All that stuff. We like them all. We like them all. We like them all. Y'all need to be glad you ain't got to hear me for 21 years all by myself. Isn't it good to have a brother Claiborne and brother Frazier and brother Davis and all these other people come up and, and preach the God, gospel of Christ so you can get a variety? But it is unreverent, it is unholy when you're sitting there and saying, I'm going to sit here for this preacher, and when he gets finished, oh, I don't like the next preacher, I'm gone. Uh-oh. Yeah, preach right there. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Amen. 
Amen. You're not here for the preacher. You're here for Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Right. Amen. Yes, Amen. We are merely his servants. And those are the type of things that's happened in the church of Ephesus where factions are going on. And you another faction. It could be another faction when you're only hugging the same people all the time. It looks clickish. But you break that by reverend God and saying, God, these are all my brothers. These are all my sisters. This is all my family. Let me pick out someone that I hardly ever speak to and go get to know them a little better. And I ain't talking about one of these. Man, how you doing, man? What's your name again, Terrell? We got to see you, Doc. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just know, I, don't think I, I know his name Terrell now. That's it. I'm talking about spend a little time with them. Say, you got a minute? Introduce yourself. Introduce yourself. Introduce your family. Introduce your family. How long you been here? How long you been in the current? How, how long you been in the faith? Amen. Where you come from? Where you, uh, do you, uh, where you work at? Okay. Make a relationship. Amen. Exhort. They might come out and say, man, I ain't working right now. I'm looking for a job. Oh, man, we hiring. Yeah. Tell them what I'm going to do for you. Give me your name and stuff, and I'm going to slip your name to somebody. Now, on the other side of that piece. Those of you who, if you say you hiring and you know you will fire yourself, <laughs> do not put your brother and a sister on the spot to represent you and you act in foolishness. Don't do that. That's not the love of God. Amen. Don't ask nobody to help you and stand by you if you ain't going to act right. Because you're ruining your reputation, now you're hurting their reputation. Amen. And then when nobody else want to uh, uh, be, be Barnabas for you, cry, they don't love me real here. No, we don't love your behavior. That's it. That's it. Amen. That's what the Bible says. The Bible clearly lets us know here that there were divisions, there were factions. And Paul said, I'm not there, but I partly believe it, meaning I know y'all. I partly believe it. Verse 19, for there must also be heresies among you. That means some strange stuff. Some strange beliefs. I believe you don't have to speak to nobody. I don't, I don't believe that God called everybody to do everything. I don't believe that nobody should come over here and tell me nothing. I believe that they gave me this, let me work. If they don't like the way I work it, then that's their problem. Uh -oh. All this crazy stuff. Heresies, teachings, weird kind of teachings. And Paul said here, there must be heresy. You must have a weird teachings or heresies going on among you. What time is it? Okay, I got ready to go. No, 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 I got ready to go. I'm trying to, I'm trying to be a, I'm trying to, I, I, I said to myself last week, you don't have to preach long to be strong. So I'm almost done. Last point. Last point. The Bible, go back to Timothy. Go back to Timothy. As I wrap it up, go back to Timothy. In 1 Timothy, in 1 Timothy, verse six, uh, chapter 2, 3, chapter 3, 1 Timothy 3. Let's hit verse number in the 15, verse 16. It says here, that thou might know how thou art to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the 
living. Y'all hear that? We are the church of the living, almighty God. We are the pillar. And we are the ground of the truth. The pillar means we are that thing that holds it up. We are a tower of strength. All of us make up a pillar of this congregation. You are a tower of strength. The church is the pillar of the word of God. It's the, it holds it up. It makes it strong. The world trying to make the Bible irrelevant, and we're trying to make it relevant. When they say they don't believe in it, we say, I believe it, and I'm standing by it. When they say it's old, we say it ain't on us. We're the pillars. When somebody speak a word, I don't mind nobody talking about me, but don't talk about my word. Pillars. And not only are we the the pillar, but also we are the uh, the ground or the foundation. We are what the word stands on as it moves forward. It's the church. It upholds it. It is the ground of the truth. It is the word. The truth comes from the word of God. That's why in the word of God, when we, and that's why I love when we sing like we mean it. Amen. Amen. Oh, I love that. So, but you know why? Because what's in you is coming out you. Amen. When you love God, you can't help but sing. Right. Sing hard. Right. Sing loud. Wait a minute, brother. If I sing low, anything wrong with that? Long as low is your best. That's right. Amen. Amen. Long as low is your best. Sometimes I try to, let me, let, me, let me switch it a little bit more. Uh, sometimes I'm up here singing, and, and, and I want to sing. I want to sing hard. Sometimes the song you don't want to sing as hard as I want to sing. Well. So I got to bring it down a little bit. I, I, listen, I got to bring it down a little more right there. I say I can't go too, but I'm equal. Okay, that's it right there. I can do that right there. You know, you know why? Because praising God and magnifying God and reverence God, it excites me. And it excite me. Please forgive me. It excite me. I know some of y'all be looking at me up here and say, what is he doing? I, I tell, forgive me. I'm trying to hold back best as I can. I'm just trying. Because God, because God, when somebody has done so much for you. Yeah, yeah. I know you're right. But somebody been there for you through it all. When you expecting somebody and hoping somebody know how seriously you want to go to heaven. I want to sing and scream. Lord, just in case you think I'm playing, I'm screaming. Yeah. I want to go to heaven. I want to go to heaven real bad. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And that's it. That's it. It's just it, 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 in me. And you know the funny thing about that? The very people who say that's too loud, you get into your stuff out there and show out. Amen. Tell it. Tell it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we see some of y'all on YouTube. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Can't believe it. That's, no, that's not. She don't hardly say a word in church. Woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell it. That's because you're in your thing now. Yeah. Uh-huh. Make God your thing. Amen. 16. Without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness, which means it is clear that the Bible story of Jesus is great. And it, 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 it is, it is, he's so, it's deep. It's deep. It's deep. Just trying to understand Jesus and understand his power and understand his might. It's deep. Great is the mystery of godliness. 
It said God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, same God now, seen of angels, believed on in the world, and received up to glory. That's deep. The same man that walked by your side, Paul, or, or, or John, that same man is God. The same man, the same person that we pray to, hears our prayers because he's God. The same, sometimes we go through such storms in our lives, sometimes we say, where is God at? Trying to understand how he works and what he does. Because he don't think like we think. Isaiah 55 says in 8 and 9 that God's ways not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts. So we go to the left, he go to the right. When we go to the right, he go to the left. Trying to understand what he do and how he does what, does what he does. Lord, why you take the child, Lord? Why you take my mama, Lord? Why you hurt this situation, Lord? Why you break this situation up, Lord? Why you move over here, Lord? Why you move over there, Lord? Why you send this tornado? Why you send this hurricane? Why my house, Lord? Why my family, Lord? Just trying to figure it out as you stay close to him. Amen. Trying to understand why he does what he does. But when you walk in the presence of God, God says he only want a mustard seed. He said, if you have a mustard seed, if you just start right there, a mustard seed of faith, you can move a mountain. But it simply means have as much faith as you can get, but if you only got a mustard seed, God said, I can work with that. Because a mustard seed can grow into the biggest tree. Start with a mustard seed of faith. So I'm done. I told you the time is. Yep, I'm done. And, 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 and watch this. So when you leave here today, I want us to think about things we can do more to reverence our God. Amen. To make sure he knows that we are serious about what we do. Amen. Make sure he's serious about what we do. We ain't ripping up songbooks. We ain't taking chewing gum and putting them on the back of the seats. Amen. We're reverencing our God. We ain't saying things we ought not say about brothers and sisters. All of us got some stuff with us. We're encouraging. We're building up. We're trying to do our best, Lord, to speak a good word in thy name. God will take care of the junk. But we just build up a good name in the name of Jesus. You know that in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, don't you know that? He said you come together for the worst. Because you think you, he said they thought they was coming together to do the Lord's Supper. He said, but that wasn't the Lord's Supper. I don't know what y'all was doing. One eating first, one drinking first, and ain't leaving them for the other. I don't know what that stuff is called. Y'all has missed the secular with the sacred. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Communion has to be Communion. Can't be mixed with nothing else. We ain't no should be having no, shouldn't have no, no, no chocolate chip Oreo cookies. Amen. Shouldn't have no piece of the crust of piece of bread in here. Yeah, yeah. Unleavened bread. And here, no cool, no grape Kool-Aid. Amen. No tomato juice. Amen. Not even water. Right. But the fruit of the vine. 
And then we take then when we take the Lord's communion communion, because we don't come here to eat. When we're doing communion, we come here to commune. After service is over, worship is over, fine. But when we're focusing on the Lord's Supper, to add anything else is a sin. So let's be reverent. Let's serve God with all we got, with all we have. And if the Lord tests you today and y'all leave the parking lot and cars hit, all of us going to be watching. Amen. Amen. If you're out there and you're subject to the Savior's invitation, here's what God wants you to do. Hear his word, believe his word, repent of your sin, confess your faith in Christ, and get yourself baptized into Christ for remission of your sins. The Bible says, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. If you're tired of living a life outside of Christ, then you can get in Christ. By believing his word, obeying his word to be baptized, and then being saved. The Bible is right. He said, if you confess me before man, I'll confess you before my Father which is in heaven. But if you deny me, I will deny you. So if you're out there and you're subject to the Savior's invitation, why don't you come right now as we all sing the stand and sing the hymn of invitation to give somebody out there the opportunity to obey God. One more thing. We have a God, and you have a God that loves you. Make no mistake about it. He didn't go through all of this because he don't love us. He said, I so love the world that I gave. And he's just waiting for you to come. The water's ready. The angel's ready. Heaven's ready. The baptizer's ready. Are you ready to come back to a God that loves you? A God that cares for you. A God that want to take care of you and provide for you. That's what he He said the sparrows, the sparrows, they they, they have nests. But the son of man had nowhere to lay his head. He was sent here to do a job to save the world. Won't you come right now? As he takes care care of the lilies of the field, won't he take care of you? If he takes care of the flowers, won't he take care of you, church? Amen. So if you're out there and you're subject to the Savior's invitation, don't be afraid to come right now. Don't say, I should come, but don't come. Amen. And let God bless you. All right. Sing another stanza. How sweet to Walking in the presence of God.